0: All right, welcome to this extra special bonus episode. I've still got Richard Harkis here and we're going to talk to you about conspiracy theories like I mentioned at the beginning of the previous episode. Now, the reason this came up is because, and we didn't mention this in the main part of the episode, but Richard is actually married to Dr. Lee Jones, who was previously on this podcast in the last episode. She's a scientist and we talked a lot about, obviously, conspiracy theories with vaccines and things like this. And then that led to a bit of a conversation after that interview, after we stopped recording with Richard and with Lee, and we actually found out we have a shared, not passion, but we have a shared something, I don't know what you say, that we are actually both reformed conspiracy theorists. So if you haven't already, go check out, I did a podcast with The Comeback, I'll put the link in the notes. And I I go into more detail with Connor Kelly on the Comeback podcast about how I used to be like so far down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. um, And now I've come out the complete other end where I almost don't believe in any conspiracy theory, even though some of them probably still are true. But let's not get into that. So I want to hear this. So when we just had this kind of brief chat that we realized we had a similar kind of take on life, explain then to explain to me and to our listeners, where were you at in terms of the conspiracy theory world and how did you come out of it and where are you
1: now? I I would kind of, it's funny because I would say that I consider myself or would have considered myself quite deep down the rabbit hole. That said, some of my friends or unfortunately former friends have went even further down the rabbit hole and I'm kind of like, I don't know if I can swear on this, but I'm like, oh shit, you can go go deeper? You can actually go deeper? Like, wow. Like, I thought I was as deep down the rabbit hole as you could possibly go. But no, some people have went even deeper. And and I don't say that as a compliment. And and, and I'm I'm not as bragging either. There's the the mentality in the way I thought then and there's a the mentality in the way I think now. Now, I know what many of my friends and unfortunately, as I said, and I do mean unfortunately ex friends, think about me now because I've been able to either climb out the rabbit hole or turn the rabbit hole into a tunnel and I've come out the other <laughs> end. But yeah, I mean I was I was I was pretty down there. I was I was down there with Alice in Wonderland chasing rabbits.
0: <laughs> I, I was down there. Well so let's let let's hear um cuz some people don't know right so I did this that podcast as i said with uh, Connor on the comeback and i mentioned to him about some people don't believe that cancer is uh real or that they sorry they believe that cancer can be cured and the big pharma are holding back the cure because there's more money to be made in treating people than curing cancer which i d- didn't doubt that when I was down the rabbit hole and believed and I'm like yeah big pharma blah 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 no basis in it no scientific background no knowledge in it but I'm like yeah that must be true because it sounds true but what in what I found interesting was when I just casually mentioned this to Connor he was like oh I'd never heard of that before is that right that people believe that and I was like oh shit yes some people haven't gone down that far and some people have no idea the beliefs that are out there so how far down how far down did you go and we can compare
1: this is going to be fascinating so the interesting thing is that some of the conspiracies that i heard actually helped me like get out of it like snap out of it like this shit's crazy (laughs) okay so so gfk could have been shot, you know. By there could have been a second gunman on the grass, you know. That could have happened, right? Salvador Allende could have, you know, like that. That was ha- that happened on nine eleven. So, so that's a different date of nine eleven with Salvador Allende being overthrown and the, the the situation of there being smallpox in the blankets given to Native Americans. You know that stuff did happen. So, like, what you're what you're saying is that. There were some. There were conspiracies. There there, there are conspiracies, and there will always be conspiracies. But it was the inability to separate and and Mm -hmm. say, okay, so this is true, but this one isn't true. And I remember speaking to someone about landing on the moon, and he said, "You know, they never went to the moon, right? And the reason that they never went to the moon is because there's there's an alien base on the moon." So they cool. never went to the thing, right? And I was like, right, okay. And he said, uh, when you go to the moon, it, so it was all done in a, in a studio. And that's where the movie Capricorn 1 or Capricorn 5, whatever it was. That was, the, that was where that movie came from because it was to tell people because it was, a was it Stanley Kubrick? Stanley or Kubrick, that, yeah, that yeah, did Stanley that, Kubrick, And he, yeah. he actually helped them do the set. So this was his way of coming out to let people know. And you were like, okay, so... I, I, I don't know, I'm not so sure. But while at the same time, you had people saying that, you know, when they went to the moon that the this happened because of this guy got cancer, and then and you're like, but you just said they didn't go to the moon. <laughs> and then, no, but if they did go to the moon, this and I went, right? So you're contradicting yourself and you're tying yourself in knots, and I'm just sitting listening to you. And so I remember just beginning to think that, well. If you can say that about the moon, then I remember hearing people talking about conspiracies about stuff that I was really interested in, but things that I knew to be the exact opposite. And also, so like pe- people today are, are obsessed with flat Earth and flat this, the, the Earth's flat and blah, 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 and all the rest of it. But you're like, even if that was a thing, that contradicts all the other conspiracies that you have believed before this. Okay. You know, like, you know, the moon's not real. The moon's see through. The moon's transparent. <laughs> the moon and, and you, empty. Do you know we've actually already been to Mars? And you know, when the other one under on our landing module, it's got a round window. So when you look at the round window, they were actually a lot closer to the earth because this is why the earth looked round, because they switched all the lights off inside the lunar landing module. So you're seeing it being round from a distance because 'cause they're taking they're holding the camera away from the window so it's to make the earth look small further in the distance. Whereas they were a lot closer to the earth, but you're just seeing the outline of the the porthole on the side. I've heard now, that one now you mentioned it. I remember that one yeah. But you're the same people that say the Earth's flat. So why are you saying it's right? You're saying <laughs> right? But then you're saying it's flat and something else. Like you're contradicting your own argument. And you know, the, the, the best way for you to then realize that you might be believing a lot of nonsense and it's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing that once you've done it, it's the most empowering thing. And the answer is, you know what? I might be wrong. I, I'm, I actually might not know as much about a subject as I think I do because I know certainly for me, I grew up and kind of, if I can for a second, I'll kind of go back into how I got into that situation. And I think it's very, very similar to a lot of situations for a lot of people. I kind of grew up in a time where you mistrusted the government you know i grew up in margaret thatcher's britain where you didn't trust the tories you didn't trust the government you didn't trust the police no one was there to help you everything was being taken away from you margaret thatcher was taking the milk off you then i kind of i i you know i fell in in love with with a like public enemy who were saying you know fight the power and this is wrong and this is wrong here's all the injustices and then you found out about Uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and how people and indigenous people around the world are treated and how there's so many injustices in the world. Conspiracies, like I said, have put smallpox in the blankets of the Native Americans, which is then very close to, but did you know the World Health Organization were spreading AIDS in Africa? Did you know that they put a virus in condoms to, to, to kill black people in Africa. And because you were already invested in these other conspiracies, that was kind of, it wasn't a large leap. It was a small baby step. And then what happens, each one became another baby step and another baby step and another baby step. So from, if you went to the beginning, you'd say that's quite a leap, but you've kind of traveled along these things. Like Hugo Chavez was taken away from the the pasal, uh, the, the, of the, sorry, the palace of flowers and when he came back he died of cancer so the government gave him cancer and you're like I don't know that could have been possible they could have blasted him with radiation and he got and it's, it's, it gets to the stage where you're like but I don't know enough about cancer I, I don't and whereas I kind of forgot that you didn't know enough about a certain subject but you're more than happy to make that jump and what makes things worse is you're also surrounded by people that think exactly the same as you so you have that confirmation bias of all the same people that are like oh so i read that bob marley died of cancer and he got cancer of the toe and the reason they got rid of bob marley is because he was spreading this message and it's the same reason why they shot malcolm x and it's the same reason why they shot and you're like so i know that the fruits of islam might have had something to do with killing Malcolm X. And I know that Martin Luther King was also shot. So it's not that much of a leap to believe that somebody gave uh, Bob Marley cancer. And it's just, it's so much going on. And sadly, to kind of hold my hand up and say, like, there's a massive degree of paranoia, but there's also a large element of a lack of education that I wasn't prepared. To admit that I don't know enough about a subject, so rather than sitting with someone who could say the reason for this is this and this is this, it's easier just to say, do "You know what? You don't know. I do. You're a shill, or you're 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 part of the problem. You're you're probably funded by the Masons, which are part of the Illuminati, which are and if I was if I was probably to sit back and listen to myself, I'd be like what I'm a nutcase. um that but... would be
0: the same, and I said all the same yeah. things so how so what was like how deep if you think of all, all the conspiracy theories so I, this, to give you an example, I was so deep in it, I was down the straw man argument, so you know about the straw man argument and how we are all living yeah. under the law of the sea and we can all not contract with the government and oh, this free
1: man free man. The
0: Freeman free man. Yeah, movement. I was so, so deep into that. Yeah, I was yeah. I was looking up laws, I was reading through like old law and everything like this, and yeah. one of the things well, again, I was into it as well, because I was going to like marches or meetings with Aborigines in Amer- in Australia when I lived there, and they were using a lot of these arguments to try and claim back Australia, so there was a lot of legal legal ease to it. And they were trying to use a lot of this to say that you know Australia the British government never legally took over Australia, and so things like this. So I was getting really deep into it and there's still always a little part of me like you're never going to win because they've got all the power and the guns and all of that stuff. But there's a little part of me that's like, yeah, you know what? We are all turned into con- So the thing that got me was <clears throat> the way my friend explained it to me, who was he was 10 times deeper than I was, was basically like uh, when it comes to money, well, if you want to create money, right, and borrow money, you have to borrow against something that has to be a collateral. So for the government to borrow money for the, gov- for the whole country yeah. to run, they borrow it from the central bank, right? The central bank is a private bank. It's not owned by the government. Whichever country it's in, it's a privately run bank. So they have to go to the bank. And then the collateral is essentially the citizen's ability to pay tax in the future, which is then why, especially in America, they're so crazy about collecting tax. They assign you a social security number the moment you're born. And so that to me makes a lot of sense that you, we are all chateau, we are all indentured slaves that will have to pay tax for the rest of our life to pay back the money that the government has borrowed. I don't, I'm not a lawyer now, not now, not never been a lawyer. So I don't know how much that makes sense. I got deep into it. It seemed to make a lot of sense to me. And it seemed to make a lot of sense that you should be able to choose not to contract with these entities, which have all been created and all kind of started from British law, and then spread across the world. So I was so far deep into that, like that. That's probably at the bottom for me. But everything yeah. I was into the fake. Moon I was going to say.
1: I'll go on. I, I was going to say the. I think it's it's called uh, the free citizen or free man, depending yeah. on where you are in the world. It's got slightly different names. And it came under the maritime law. I remember hearing that. That's why you're born. When you're born, it's called a birth. And that's why ships, when ships are put into the water, it's a birth. And it comes under maritime law. And that's why it's a birth canal. Because it's the, and, there's a lot of oh, words. It's like why. currency
0: and passport and airport.
1: Like there's a lot of that's maritime the, laws. I,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, ultimately at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. So what I'm doing is I'm filling in gaps of my lack of knowledge to confirm my own ignorance of a subject. Whereas if somebody somebody who's to come in who is a lawyer or somebody that works in the finance industry and says, well, the reason that it's called this is this. The reason that it's called this is that. like I remember hearing different terms and saying, oh, this word comes from this. But it didn't come from that. It was just purely me not understanding mm. the meaning of a word, you know like like scotch mist and scotch is always a term and i go oh but it means scots because of scottish and the way that scottish people were enslaved and etc cetera, etc cetera. but you're like well no scotch is separating two things like butterscotch and hopscotch scotch has got nothing like a scotch egg you know for for want of a of a better explanation whereas every time someone was scotch i was like oh this is a way of Trying to break down Scottish people, whether it was um, getting away with something spot free, which I know is not spot, but I always thought that getting away with something spot free was because when you bought two Africa blades, then a, a Scottish person you would get a Scottish person for free. And why would I not believe that? Because because every, everything else is against the the Scottish and the Irish, and. and if you look at the Scottish and the Irish and the way that we were taken around the world, that we were slaves, and it was also like, I want to be part of being a slave too, because it's not fair that the only the Africans get to be slaves, and I want to, I want people to feel sorry for me as well. And do you know what I mean? And it was like, some of the things you are privileged about, some of the things that you're not so privileged about, some people have had it worse than you, and some people will have it worse than you in the future, and from that point of view it was kind of a bit of a an awakening for me as well because i'm like i'm not as downtrodden and downbeaten as i would like to be which is a ridiculous situation to be in because it was like i want almost like you invented monsters because there wasn't enough monsters around so like there are real bad people in this world but what was what's the need to invent new monsters when you could actually be doing something in real life? You know, like I, I support the people of Palestine, for example. I think a lot of the things that happened in the Balfour declara- uh, declaration, declaration after the Second World War are wrong. There's no conspiracy in that. That's all true. That's all documented. That all happened. But when you start creating monsters uh, around these situations to make a situation worse then you dilute and you discredit the bad things that have already happened. But that doesn't make you look really smart in the pub you think it's someone who, let's be honest, they might have worked in political affairs, but they got a degree or a bachelor's degree in the subject that you, don't, you know very little about. But it's great, to, it's great for you to come up with something that they've never heard of so that you can sound just as smart as them when in reality, you've done three hours on the internet, and they've done three years at university plus. i I've re- got so i, I gone go up on a tangent here, but here's one for you. Uh, since on. you bring up maritime law and stuff like that, have you have you ever heard of the mud flood? This one's brilliant. No, that's mud a new flood. one. No, go like, on. So I am such a reformed conspiracy theorist that I enjoy. New conspiracy theories, purely so I can laugh at the <laughs> absolute ridiculousness of it. No, I appreciate, I appreciate that laughing at them is not the best way to get people to come back to reality. However, it's not my job to to bring people back. And um, I watch uh, the I, I I watch the Creaky Blinder uh, on YouTube a lot. And I like what he says when he said, oh, I'm not, I'm not here to, to convert people back to normality. I'm here just to poke, a poke a stick of them yes. and laugh. And I'm like, yeah, totally. And I watch uh, uh, Dustin's, uh, Dusty Smith as well. And I watch a lot of the, these anti-conspiracy things because, because they're hilarious. And the mud flood is people genuinely, but th- this is brilliant, by the way, strap yourselves in people genuinely believed that there was a massive flood of mud around the world that covered over a generation uh, of of people before. And they back this up with, Oh, do you see the windows at the bottom of houses? And you're like, what basement window? And they went, no, those used to be big windows, but the mud came that high. And you're like, You don't have any qualifications in architecture. So you don't know how a building is built. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, they use pictures of buildings being very high up, but they're being at the bottom and like a a very deep trench. Now those pictures are pictures of undergrounds being dug around the world. That's all that is. But you're like, there's houses up here and they're way down here. And that's because of a mud flood, and you're like, no, it's because they're digging, they're digging things for undergrounds and subway channels and s- stuff like that. Like it's nothing to do with a mud flood. They look at. I'll just Google it. It's fucking mental. Big... <laughs> I'm oh,
0: gonna read, I'm gonna read more of that. It's but this insane. was how this was how I and felt. This was how I felt when I first heard the flat earth theory. When I first heard that, I was already kind of came out the rabbit hole. And I thought it was a joke. I remember the first time I saw something come up about it, about somebody tweeted or put on Instagram something about the flat earth. And I was like, ha ha, who's this crazy person believes in the flat earth? And I never thought about it or saw anything about it again for weeks or months. And then I saw it come up again and I read it and I was like, oh, shit, this is a real thing. People think the Earth is flat. Like, what the fuck is going Like, I thought uh, some of the shit I believed in, I, like I said, some of it I'm still like, well, you know, maybe I don't know if it's true. But that one, I'm like, you've gone too far if you think that the Earth is flat. And then I watched this video on YouTube where it was, like, three flat Earthers against three, like, astrophysicists. And these flat Earthers were, like, a water salesman, like a housewife, something else. And they were saying with all the confidence in the world that these astrophysicists were wrong. And similar thing what you were saying, they were saying like, oh, the pictures from NASA are all doctored and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you've gone too far, man. Like this, like you said as well, there, is, there are some conspiracy theories that you can have some weight. JFK, I don't know much about it, but you can definitely say there's something fishy there or whatever it is you want to say. Those conspiracy theories that have come true, and the thing that they got me the most was I, I, last year one of my friends posted this like hierarchy, and at the bottom was things that we know are true. So it was like the MK Ultra uh, tests by the CIA; they were true. The I don't think the smallpox was on there, but that definitely was like a true thing. Then there was things that you can question, which was like JFKs. I can't remember some other things. Then there was things was like leaving reality. And that was I can't even remember now, but you know. And then it was like left reality. Now the pinnacle was like you've left like all reality, whereas things like lizard people and which I was into for a short time as well. There was one as well that Finland isn't real. Have you heard about this conspiracy theory that Finland isn't a real
1: country? I know that Australia is not real. <laughs> so yeah, but you, but what gets me is like if you are a conspiracy theorist that lives in Australia. Where do you live? Because some of their friends don't think Australia exists, and they believe that Australia is filmed in a TV studio. So what happens to the conspiracy theorists that live in Australia?
0: I haven't held that one. It's
1: similar to, if you go on to some of the Flat Earth websites, which I, I don't advise you to do, <laughs> but some of them, I want to celebrate having members all around the world. Hey, I'm like, what? Uh, uh, how do you have members all around the globe How how yeah. how is that and I mean to to kind of go back to, to, to what you're saying as well that there's a lot of stuff that is true so in 1776 Adam Weishaupt set up the Illuminati in the, in the Bavarian Alps in Germany right so the Illuminati existed the Illuminati were then then broken up after that and not long after that I forgot about the Illuminati
0: I was so into that like so into it's the Illuminati <laughs>
1: Everybody, everybody moves on from that because you go, okay, so we've got the Knights Templar, the Knights Templar who were the first people to create a banking system, uh, but they weren't really, but then we'll say that they were because it fits the narrative of the story that we're telling. And this that was done during the time of the Crusades. And the the reason why they did that was if they wanted to go from the Holy Land, from the UK to the Holy Land or anywhere in Christendom, rather than you carrying it on the trail we you, you could collect the money and then we would drop the money off. You would we would hand something over, we would kind of get, have an insurance policy and stuff. And then what happened? King Philippe of France and uh, King Philippe of, King Philippe of France and Pope Pius II, I think it was, then thought that they and, and this this is I mean this is documented this is okay this isn't conspiracy but then they believed that the Knights Templar were getting a little bit too powerful because they were making all this money from this insurance stuff, but then what happens is the Knights Templar then turned into these were the defenders of of the Illuminati and you're like no now what's interesting and in this again is where Scotland comes into which is where it fed into my ego and it fed into me wanting to know stuff. Because Scotland was the ends of the earth, which was literally just because it was the ends of the Roman Empire. So therefore, this is why you have Scottish right Freemasonry. And this is why you have all the connection from Scotland and the Masons. So it kind of fed into my ego. And then when you see Robert the Bruce and the paintings of Robert the Bruce at Bannockburn, he's flanked by two Knights Templar. And so therefore, they... But Robert the Bruce was actually Robert de Bruce from a French family, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which is why there was the Knights Templar, but, but they were advising him. But they were separate, and they were, they were, they weren't mercenaries, but they were disconnected from any one country. Now, because they were too powerful, they were then disbanded, and then whether you think that they prayed to a head of John the Baptist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, But this is always used in these Illuminati things of the Masons are controlling this. And now, fast forward to Scottish modern day, if you're brought up as a Catholic in Scotland, you already distrust the Masons because the Masons are Protestants. There's Masonic lodges connected to football clubs and the football clubs uh, are protected because they look after the referees and certain football teams win because of this. And so it all kind of feeds into... Something that's tangible and real to you, but the reality is the the history doesn't match up, and you're looking for demons and monsters that are there. Now, do those organizations exist? Yes. Are they as powerful as you think they are? No, because if you ever if you've ever been to a coffee morning at a Masonic lodge, like they barely remember the price of a cupcake, so they are not be, They're not going to be running the the world. I, I've been to Masonic Lodges where they, you know, they pull the curtains over and and not because there's windows, but because there's all these symbols and stuff on the wall and you're not supposed to look at the stuff on the wall. It's just children, pretend like grown-ups acting like children, thinking they have all these secret stuff and they know this secret information. Whereas in reality, it's just a bunch of guys who want to give another guy a hand up So if you're in this club and you go for this job that will help you, and yes, at one stage it would have been powerful, and it's not as powerful as it used to be. The world's moved on. Some of these people can't move on, but also these people perpetuating these uh, conspiracy theories, they also can't move on, although many of them have went, like the ones that thought that COVID was was like a pandemic, they've forgotten about that, and they've moved on to, Oh, there's a war in Ukraine, uh, and that's not even real. There's body bags, and it's not even real. And these, honestly. Well, I apologize gonna... to your listeners. I could go on all day. No, that's okay. Nonsense no, is listening to this. You... Is, this is why I've separated this from the
0: main the main podcast. Um, <laughs> no, because that, no, because that, I. I... I can't believe in all my conspiratorial thinkings. I forgot about the Ill- Illuminati. That's kind of where it all started was, <laughs> was was finding out about that because but I did I got really big into symbolism and it's something I just kind of shut out my mind because I do think there is a lot of dodgy shit and a lot of it is in music and I got really into like following a website called Vigilant Citizen, which is still out there and it exposes all the symbolism in music and there is a lot of it by a lot of the big artists where you're like man there's too many coincidences that you're all doing these same symbols like one of my favorite bands do you know cage the elephant no so cage elephant band from america fucking awesome indie rock band right and then they came out with this song doctor i can't remember the name of it doctor doctor i think it's called and i watched the 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 music video and i nearly threw up because i was like fuck me man this thing like it's so full of like either masonic or illuminati symbolism whatever you want to call it but like chock full of it like and i can recognize it because i would because i know i've read so much about all of this and i'm like that's that that's that that's that and i i don't that made me really dislike them i was like "Mm, there's something here in this music industry why is there so much symbolism and then Queens of the Stone Age brought out an album, a song. And again, I can't remember the name, but you can go watch it on YouTube. The symbolism in it is unreal. It's like unreal. It's like a woman on an altar being sacrificed. It's black and white tiles on the floor. It's like him playing a demonic character. And it's just like, what the fuck is this? This is just too weird. But anyway, I get distracted. I get, I'm get i going on a tangent. The point I wanted to make, though, is I got really into no, the... No,
1: movie. no, I mean, I, I'm 100. Yeah, I was going to say I'm 100 but before you kind of move on from yeah. that, if you look at Madonna and Madonna with this famous picture with a with a pyramid on the back of her jacket, and then you look at Jay-Z and then you look yeah, at all does, of them doing the they yeah, yeah, always covering that. That. the thing is when Jay-Z was doing he was doing it like for the diamond or whatever it is, yeah. but yeah, we can't trust that because the narrative. But a lot of these a lot of these musicians and film stars and stuff are purely doing it because they know that they'll get spoken about through doing that. I, I'm a big fan of Rick Ross. And Rick Ross pretends all the time. He talks about the Masons and then he laughs. And then he name checks some of his friends that are down the rabbit hole. And he said, I only put that in because now you put And it's almost like I'm not allowed to be famous and make money. And the only reason I've made this money is because I'm in the Masons, not because I'm a talented person. There people need to it's not so much check your privilege, but people turn around and say, well oh, Beyoncé and Jay-Z uh, are only where they are because because they're in the because they're in the Masons in your life, so not because they've worked really really hard to get to where they want to be now I understand when you talk about symbolism because I remember looking at Alpha Romeo looking at car badges and stuff like that. I was very similar to you that I could see a swastika if I looked at anything long enough, I could find a swastika in it if I looked at uh car badges you know like Volkswagen, you could say right okay so there's three of the V's on there. So that's the three Lerner degrees of the masonic. That's the learner degrees of the Masonic lodge. And the three V's are pyramids. So therefore, that's a symbol to tell the other Masons. And if you look at Alfa Romeo, um, and Berlusconi has an Alfa Romeo uh, like flower thing in his front garden, uh, like a flower bed, and it's the snake eating a human, which shows that there's a there's a reptilian agenda and black you can stare at that stuff long enough and make any story you want out of it to fit the narrative if you're aware of that narrative but you're bang on as well at the same time that when you've said that you're so deep down the rabbit hole that you see things everywhere it's the same as if you're staring you're staring at a piece of wood and you look at the knots in the wood if you're a fundamental christian person You'll see Mother Teresa in a burnt piece of toast, or you'll see Mary's face, uh, you know, on on a bit of wood. It's how you begin to then train your brain to see stuff. And I'm trying to remember what it's called, pareidolia. Pareidolia is, you know, to see things that aren't there. But that is in our brain, and it's there to protect us from back in the day so as that we see things in the distance, you know, that we, we can see things that might be a threat to us and it's similar to like again before i i, I guarantee you i've never spoke to you about this but i guarantee before you get into conspiracies you were interested in ufo's and ghosts because that that's no, what I'm happens to sure. no? you
0: no maybe ufo's but not anything deeper than like i've heard of roswell and read a little about it i never believed in ghosts So, yeah, no, actually, no. But interesting point. But UFOs made me wonder. But the thing you're saying about, though, I do think when you see this symbolism, like, I think there is a difference. I know what you mean, though. Like, if you believe in Christianity, you see bloody Mother Teresa in a wet tea towel and things like this. But that's kind of by chance, whereas a lot of these symbols, these Alfa Romeo, for example, or whatever it is, they've all been created by a person and they've all been created. Like you think about anything you create, you do not create it by mistake or by accident. You think about what you're creating, right? So somebody thought of that and put it in there. So I'm making myself sound like I'm not a reformed conspiracy theorist. To be honest, I've just walked away from it because it's too much to think of, but it's just bringing me back to me bringing it back to me, like, I do think there's a lot of shit out there. But to go back to the Masons, so that was when they got me, Masons rule the world, Illuminati, the whole thing with the banking pillars, like every bank has the same pillars and they have a lot of Masonic a, symbolism. Seven
1: pillars, five gaps between and the five gaps, we, yeah. which actually goes back to a Greek, um, I believe it was a Greek architectural design. Right. It was nothing really do with the banks. It was more of a of a facade. But then, oh, if you look up what the word facade means, then the clues <laughs> are in the And, <laughs> Oh Jesus. But we'll wait to hear this. So I
0: actually joined the mate when I lived in Australia, but not because I was trying to <laughs> trying to infiltrate them. It was because this I was lived <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well that was part of it. No, no. Do you know what it was? I, I lived in Australia and I did have many guy friends. And just like even at our age, I'm not much I'm only a few years younger than you, and this was like 10 years ago. Even 10 years ago, it's difficult to make friends with guys. You know, you don't walk up to a guy in a bar and be like, all right, mate, how are you doing? You want to have a drink? You know, I mean, I wouldn't even do that to a female, but it's even harder to make guy friends. And the older you get, it's even more difficult, I guess, once everyone starts pairing, <laughs> pairing up. So that's why that's why we all get married, right? Just so we can have a friend, isn't it? But I was in that age of my late 20s, and I had a girlfriend at the time, but I didn't have any guy friends. and And I think I just... This was before I went down the rabbit hole, so I wasn't really conspiratorial at the time. And I thought the Mason seems like a good thing. You know, you get to meet a whole bunch of guys, and I absolutely fucking loved it. I've got friends that I'm still friends with today from that. And it it does make me think there is just no way, like you said, the Masons could rule the world. It was a bunch of old guys. Most of them are fucking dying. They all hang out once a week with a glass of wine. It's a dying organization. Cheap wine. Yeah, a cheap wine. It's not like you walk in and they're all like, they're all like, I thought they were all going to be super rich. They all just had normal jobs. But do you know the reason I left though? Right. So, so this is what they do. You, you, you have to learn, stay learning like an oath and you come in and, and it, so you, you hang out and you have dinner and stuff and you drink a glass of wine and whatnot and you all chat and super, super friendly. You know, that's the whole point, brotherhood and everything. But then you go into the kind of temple, right, which is where you, you see all this kind of stuff that you see all these symbols and there's the, the floors laid out in a certain <laughs> right. way. And, and there's all these kind of like statues and plinths and all of this. You and got- everyone's got like stuff. So you have to learn this oath and I learn you learn that. And then you, you go through all the ceremonial stuff and it's all, you have to stand a certain way. And this is how they, the, how they say that they can like put themselves to judge judges. Cause, and I, I, after I joined the Masons, I could spot a fellow Mason in an instant. You could just see the way they held themselves, the way they stood or the way they did something. And then you'd kind of have a wee word with them and you'd be like, are you, are you a Freemason? Or you'd ask them a couple of questions because you learn all these, you do learn like secret questions. Like I can't even remember them. That was yeah, so long a ago. Handshake, a handshake on the knuckles and all little that. handshake on the knuckles, things like that. On the yeah. And there's a couple of things you can ask. I can't even remember now. But anyway, so I get in. And you say the oath that you've remembered, but then they say, okay, now repeat after me. And that's where it started to get a little bit dark. And as you go up, and then I went and researched it, because, you know, you can find all this shit on the internet these days. As you go higher, it gets even fucking darker. So that's when it gets to the point where... I think even maybe the oath I said was, like, I will tear out my stomach if, rather than, like, betray a fellow brother, things like this. But I didn't know I was going to be saying that. I just learned, like, these first four lines, which was all about the sun and the moon and things like this. But then suddenly I was doing this, like, repeat after me shit. And then I was like, hold on a minute. And then I looked into it and I was like, I'm not fucking going up on not. I only did it once. I only did, the like, what's it, the first degree masonry. Because once I read it, I was like, there's no way I'm going to do that again. And then he's going to say repeat after me. And then I have to keep going like darker and darker. So I don't know. And I think I read as well, you know, whatever. I'm not spiritual really at all. But there is something spiritual about saying an oath and saying something in a kind of sacred manner that if I do this, I'm going to like fucking rip out my stomach. So I was like, I'm not going down that path. So at the same time, it's kind of weird. There's loads of symbolism. It's definitely kind of occultish. But at the same time, it's just a bunch of old dudes in black tuxedos all hanging out and helping but each but other in a but really cool but again, brotherhood.
1: But, but again, at the same time, it's okay to be in a club. It doesn't necessarily mean to say it's, it's you know that it's, that it's a demonic setup. I mean, because you use the word occult there, and a cult just means hidden. you know, so they are hidden. so it is a cult. It doesn't so for me, as someone who was brought up a Catholic who is now an atheist. I don't, there isn't, I don't, I don't believe in God. So it's, it's always funny to me when, when religious people will say, Oh, so you praise Satan. I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> believe in God. There are, I don't believe in, I don't believe in the devil. There's yeah, no yeah. such thing as demons. There's no such thing as Santa. There's no such thing as a tourist fairy. There's a lot more dangerous things in the world than the made up sky daddy and all this stuff. And To go back to the flat earth for a second as well, a lot of the people that believe in the flat earth take stuff from the Bible. So a lot of these people are people that have either, now I'm not for a minute going to stand up for the Bible because I think it's one of the most abhorrent books that you could ever read. But what I will say is some of these people have taken bits from the Bible that are completely misunderstood Mm -hmm. or they've bent it to fit their own agenda as well their misunderstanding of the the filament and which is, oh, that's the dome over the the earth. like No, that's not what that means. It's the same as when people look at the Torah, same as when people look at the Quran and the Hadith. They take these different things because that's what religious people do and they fix it and they change it and they mold it to fit their narrative. And that's no different to what conspiracy theorists do. And I don't think that there's any stronger belief than conspiracy theories i think they're worse than religious people like negative religious people because i'm not saying all people that are religious are bad i think they're misdirected but that's my own personal opinion on that i think there's many good decent religious people out there that try to do the right thing i just don't understand why they have to have an invisible sky daddy to be a (laughs) nice person you can be a nice person have morals without religion many of these conspiracies are based on demons or that's why I made a reference to ghosts as well, because it's, it's connected to the devil and God. And when you're mentioning the stuff about, about the the, the Freemasons and the Scottish Rite Freemasons, and then of course, then you talk about the Skull and Bone Society and Yale University and and all the ceremonies that they do. And, and it's about, you know, the, the Bible and, quoting this part of the Bible and the goat's head, but, oh, actually, the Baphomet is actually, the 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 Masons are actually Satan worshippers. They're not, they don't, because obviously, you know, with the Masonic ring, and it's about one God, and the God is, is they say it's Mercury, which is a fallen star, but the fallen star is actually Lucifer, and you're like, ugh. again, it's twisting words to fit the narrative. You know, they, they call it the, what, the, the star, but the star is actually not a star because it's Mercury, and you're like, well, that's why there's Mercury <laughs> in hell. And you're oh like, just moving stuff around, yeah. you know, to, to to fix your narrative. And it's just, it it's just it's full of it. And while while there are stuff that is a mystery, I'm pretty sure that if you were to investigate it, but I mean, really investigate it, like the one the one that gets me a lot is when people say, and, and I got this more from my wife than, than from m- myself. And again, it's okay to say that, that I got this from someone else. I didn't come to the conclusion myself. That en- that empowers you. Saying I don't know kind of it empowers you. But yet, when you hear people, now it doesn't matter if it's dinosaurs didn't exist. It doesn't I've matter. I that, if that it's one as mother- well. It doesn't, matter, yeah, it doesn't matter which one it is. People turn around and go, I've done my research. Now, you do need to go to university to learn how to do research. Like, research isn't just going onto YouTube and watching something that confirms the narrative that you believe in the first place. Doing your research isn't sitting in the pub or sitting with your mates, having a joint, chatting about a Ouija sure. board and of That's not doing your research doing your research is more and and obviously I'm not an expert on doing research but looking at all the available options looking at the things that, that you might agree with, that you might not agree with, look to see who backs it up, look to see what qualified person has backed stuff up, whether that's peer-reviewed stuff or, or, or whatever. I mean I don't know all the, the correct terms for it but that's the most important thing, I don't know but I'm not pretending that I do know so as that the paranoia of I might look stupid. The reality is, the more conspiracy theories that you talk about, the more stupid you make yourself look. So, <laughs> yeah. if your number one thing is to not look stupid by saying, I know everything, like when somebody, perfect example, you mentioned that band to me, right? And you said, Have you heard of them? Years ago, I would have said yes, because I don't <laughs> yeah. want you to think I'm stupid. Here is now I say no, because yeah. I don't know them. <laughs> but here's an extra thing. They obviously weren't promoted well enough by the Illuminati because I've never heard of them. <laughs> so, clearly weren't. Do you know what I mean? And it's people saying, people that say, do your do your research, they need to learn what that actually means before they even do their research. Yeah. Well, that one, I mean, so as you mentioned
0: with, with Lee being a scientist and being a vaccine advocate, she's she heard that a lot and sees that a lot of, I've done my own research, and we've all seen it. And it is quite funny because like you mentioned, so I studied sports science and we did physiology and biology and chemistry and physics and all of this stuff. And you also have to do statistics because when you find a result, you then have to do this crazy fucking weird statistical analysis, which there's about four different Russian names for each one of them. And you have to choose the one that fits your scientific experiment the best. You do a whole course just on statistics. And I remember thinking, why the fuck am I doing statistics if I studied sports science? But it's like
1: communism. Was,
0: <laughs> But it's because it's your first year it's and you've got lear- to of- you've got to learn how to do the statistics before you do the experiment because you've got to be able to prove that your experiment is statistically valid. So just because you get a set of results, you can't be like, yep, I found so anyway, that's just how complicated research is. So for someone to then go, I've done my own research. And then you've just made me think as well, even in terms of if you're not a scientist, right, and you don't understand that. You can be an investigative journalist, but that means that you will be spending weeks and months, maybe even years on the one case learning every in and out every side of it you would never publish it unless you had made sure you'd covered all your bases like that's doing your own research so you can you don't have to be a scientist, but you're got gonna, to gonna be an investigative journalist with a with a good a good backing you can't just say you've watched a few YouTube videos and done your own research, but that's what I used to do but anyway look. We could obviously go on all night. So let's move on. Tell me, how did you then? So we're obviously on the same page that we understand. So the thing I guess we haven't talked to. let me just give my take on it. I'm pretty sure you feel the same as well. <clears throat> the reason that I understand why we look to conspiracies so much is because one, what you said right in the beginning, okay. So even you're going all the way back to Thatcher, even if you don't go as far back as that, over the years, we've lost all trust in the government because they've gone to war in Iraq. When, we, when I remember being. What year was that? Like 2000? 98? 99? 2000? When did we go to war in Iraq? I remember being mass protests worldwide. First, okay, first the, second the, the second one, like in the, the one, the Tony Blair one. I remember there being mass protests across the UK. There was meant to be Hans Blakes, the weapon called the weapons inspector, who said they don't have mass weapons, weapons of mass destruction, don't go to war. Everyone in the UK is like, don't go to war. And they went to fucking war. And then, of course, it comes out that they didn't have weapons of mass destruction and they sexified the thing. So, that that to me is a big standout moment in my life where you completely lost trust in the government. Obviously, I was a bit younger in the Thatcher years. I was born in '82, but I know obviously no of them.
1: We've lost. Which, watched- which, which, which I was going to say, by the way, also fed into the narrative of 9 11 was an inside job created for us to go into Iraq and Afghanistan, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, that was connected to that, which. Fed that paranoia and fed that conspiracy yeah. theory.
0: And now, all, like, yeah. I mean,
1: I, I, was in the, I was in the last kind
0: of generation that didn't pay for my university education. So university education gets more and more expensive. Workers' rights are less and less. We're less protected in the environment. So, like, I don't want to go on, but there's just, I mean, as we're just been fucked over as human beings for 30, 40 years now. So we've lost all trust in all major institutions, big pharma and things like that, like we, I mentioned in the beginning. So when you start to lose trust in these major institutions, you lose trust in everything. And then you look, like you mentioned as well, we need to find a narrative. We need to make understanding of this crazy, crazy world that we live in. We're now more connected than we've ever been. You used to only see your neighbors and now we're connected to some guy in fucking Timbuktu. So we've now suddenly got this massively hyper-connected world. We're trying to make sense of every crazy incident. I mean, before, if there was some sort of, plane crash or building collapsed on the other side of the world. We wouldn't hear about it for a week, but now we like watch it happen.
1: So we see all this craziness. So... Can I just jump in for a second, though? Um, And I mean this also with the deepest respect that you're saying that, you know, things have been terrible for us for the last 30, 40, 50 years, whatever. But we are also one of the most privileged people that have ever lived on this planet. Because we have medicine that makes us live longer. We have we have better diet in many of the countries. We don't send children up chimneys. You know, <laughs> we, we're living longer. We are having longer lives. So it's almost like, and again, I'm not saying specifically you, but every single generation seems to think that they've got it hard. Whereas the reality is, like, we're not being sent to, to war. We're not being constricted, constricted to go to war, like in the First World War. And we're not getting stuck in the Crimean War, fighting in the Battle of Balaclava, where nobody cares. We have a healthcare system that looks after us, whether that's properly funded or not. We don't have like, a children. Uh, I mean, we do in some scenarios with children where the heat can't get put on. But we have a welfare state. We have a system. You know, We are probably the most better off. But it comes back to what I said earlier on. You, you still want to go. You still want to feel that you're hard done mm-hmm. by. And here's all yeah, the reasons why you are hard yeah, done yeah. by. So here's all the consistency me feel hard done by. Yeah, yeah. At, back in the day when folks were getting stuck up chimneys, they didn't have time for conspiracy theories because they were too busy <laughs> getting on with stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're too busy to survive. And I think if you look at uh, lower l- lower income countries, they also don't have time for conspiracy yeah, theories yeah. because they're too busy to actually survive in the world that they yeah, live in. Yeah. If you have enough time for conspiracy theories, then you should consider yourself a really <laughs> Person, a really yeah, person. yeah,
0: you got way too much time on your hands. No, I will, I will take that, I will admit that you're right, it's from a very sheltered v- viewpoint that, that everything's got better. Because I'm going to contradict myself here. Because for people who are massive anti capitalism, and capitalism is the worst thing in the world, and there are many, many negative points of capitalism, but in the last 30, 40, 50 years of rampant capitalism, we've pulled more people out of poverty worldwide at a greater rate than we ever have at any time in history. We have more millionaires, like even though we've got more billionaires, but let's forget about them, we've got more millionaires. Every year, I can't think in America, there's a crazy amount of new millionaires. So life is better. I know, and you're right, when you look about like healthcare and all of this stuff, I guess I'm thinking more about like environmental degradation. we Everything costs more, but I guess it's been like that for everyone. But whether I, I, I'm obviously wrong on that, but that's the perception for the generation. But my, what my main point what is, though... We lose trust. As soon as we started to lose trust in institutions that we used to trust, we used to trust that we would have a job for 30 years. We used to trust that the government would provide for us. We used to trust that universities would, I don't know, whatever. So anyway, my, my point is that when we lost all that trust, which has been eroded, people need to find narratives. And then the internet came along and anyone could post anything that they wanted. And then suddenly from there, we've had the birth of conspiracy theories, which went from JFK to Flat Earth in 40 years or 50 years. And mud floods. <laughs> and mud floods. I've got it up on the computer. I'm going to go read that when we've done that. It's a fucking oh, new one. As soon as I'm finished, I'm going to be like, a we we'll need to talk about mud floods. So, so, that's, so that, just to wrap up as well, so you saw my post today. Anyone who is friends with me on social media will have seen my post. I had an old friend who I was friends with 10 years ago back in Melbourne and we were, we were really close. We were down the rabbit hole together, but he was even further down. He was much more spiritual than me than I ever was. He was way into like his spirituality, but we were way down the rabbit hole together. Then we moved on with our lives. We moved to separate places. There was no animosity or anything like that. I came out of the rabbit hole and we never, never really talked much. He posted on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago, or it came up on LinkedIn that he had a new job.
1: I didn't so know, I just but LinkedIn? LinkedIn? Not even Facebook? No, not even LinkedIn.
0: not even friends LinkedIn. with him on Facebook. Yeah, wow. and I barely even use LinkedIn, but I went on, and it came up as a notification that he'd uh, got a new job. So I messaged him saying congratulations. It was like kind of one of those automatic things, so I just pressed it, sent congratulations, and then Congrats. he messaged. Yeah, and then he messaged me back. And let me just read it. Because I'll, I'll forget how it went. Yeah, so he messaged me back saying, um, I'm great. The demic has actually helped business. I don't even know what his business is. How's the stand-up or has the podcast replaced that? So I didn't even address his questions. I was like, you actually believe it's a scam demic? I believe it is, yes. I said, I came out of that rabbit hole a long time ago. What evidence have you got? Simple question. Typical, and I know, and I've had conversations with conspiracy theories, this is always a response. They will not even counter it. They won't. They just change the conversation. So his response was, oh, geez, Neil, this feels like deja vu. You're not going to change my beliefs. So let's be clear. Beliefs, yep. not evidence. I'm not going to change your beliefs. My beliefs, not evidence-based opinion. Let's agree to disagree. Yep. So fine, I just left it. I said, no worries. Nope. No, because I couldn't be bothered getting into it. I, I, then, then... Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Then yesterday morning, out of nowhere, he met, I got a message from him. No, this was out of nowhere. Looks like your pandemic has mysteriously disappeared. Funny that. The fear-mongering mainstream media has found another enemy for us to hate. Now, before I could even protest what he was saying, and that obviously the pandemic has not disappeared, we have a, a, one of our best friends has literally just escaped from Ukraine yesterday and has made it to Poland. We've been talking to her every day. It's been one of the most horrible two weeks of my life, seeing our friend in a war zone and all the things that come with that. So as I realized, so I hadn't processed yet that what, his, what he meant was the fear mongering mainstream media has found another enemy. And I think you mentioned it, saying about people think that this war is fake. Which again is so either American centric or Eurocentric that they think these walls are made to distract them. I remember, Help me. I remember Help there was something push. in Europe. Happened. Just, say. I think it was COVID. Something with COVID happened in Europe, and there was a senator in the US said it was like a distraction for the main, for the midterm elections. And I was like, mate, no one in Europe gives a fuck about the midterm elections. Like, anyway, getting yeah. distracted. So before I realised he was talking about Ukraine. I put his quote back to him, let's agree to disagree, whereas he's just come to me with this like pandemic shit. And I said, had COVID last week, wonder what it really was then, if it was a scamdemic. I should ask all my relatives in the medical field, which I have many, shout out to my sister, my cousins, everyone else I know, and scientist friends, your wife, what it really was. I'll let them know that you know the answer. And I put my phone away. I got my phone back out and I was about to... Fucking unleash on him Because I then I realized As I put my phone away I was like He's talking about Russia And that Russia's fake And a fucking friend Is escaping bombs right now And I was about to be like Go fuck yourself <laughs> Like I was I was a, I got so angry And as I went to type it It said at the bottom LinkedIn member I don't know if you'll be able to see that LinkedIn member Has blocked you From receiving messages Or LinkedIn member Can unable to receive your messages And I was like Fuck you man You just Jumped <laughs> into my DMs Pulling up your demic shit and then you disappear. And I was like, this is typical fucking conspiracy theory behavior that like can't answer your questions about evidence, makes up bullshit and then runs away at the first sign of being questioned. Yeah.
1: And I think I think for for me, for <laughs> ironically going off on a on a tangent and down <laughs> a rabbit hole, what you were kind of kind of alluding to in the question as to how did I move away from that? yeah sorry that was my sim- question <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the answer yeah the answer's simple and yet not simple at the same time. It's more difficult to do, but the answer is speak to people Sp- speak to people openly because this is always the one that makes me laugh. They say you're so close minded you will yeah. believe anything. you're like, no, you're the one being close minded <laughs> which isn't going to win you at the arguments but you you'll you'll believe anything. You're like, no, you're the one that believes in a fucking mud flood. You're not the one that'll believe anything. But but the mud floods. speak to people. Speak to people outside your echo chamber. Speak to people who are actually experts in it. Listen to what they've got to say. Travel. See the world. Try to take it uh, from other people's point of views. You know, when you talk about COVID, how has that affected people in countries that don't have a healthcare system that's reacted in the same and you're hundred percent correct when people talk about the about COVID and COVID being finished and COVID being over now and you're like, but it's not, not other countries. You selfish, privileged, lucky shit that you are, that it's okay for you. I was speaking to friends in England the other day and they were saying, oh, yeah, because like this COVID thing's over, nobody's wearing masks anymore. And you're like, well, there's still people dying, but also <laughs> there's other people not dying. But the reason they're not dying is because they took the vaccine and because the vaccine works. Now, also, again, we could talk forever about this <laughs> and it's not my area of expertise. But what, I, but what I can tell you is I had COVID and my friend Stephen was the guy. that was the first guy that got it in in Ho Chi Minh City, or maybe in Vietnam. I don't really remember. I remember the text messages from him, and, and and like, thank goodness he survived. But I know what it did to him with the pilot. And I remember, yeah, the pilot. Yeah, yeah. Your friend, him. Of the mother, old friend. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah. Right. She, yeah. Do you know, on, on a side story, do you know what makes it really funny? I was, I was WhatsApping him, asking him if he was all right, because I heard about it. And he said, well, it's all right. I've saw on the news that there's an English guy that's been taken into the hospital as well. I was like, no, mate, that's you. Because <laughs> they thought made he thought there was another pilot that was English. It was the that you were reporting about yeah. it.
0: Vietnamese um, don't know Scottish. I say all the time I say I'm Scottish or even filling in a form and there's no option, it's just English. I yeah, will no say one. I'm from Scotland, they go, Oh, and then you're like, No. And, no, it's not. I'm it. same
1: same. But at the same time, I say so China, Vietnam same same. And they go, <laughs> ah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. once you say it I understand. But to go back to what I'm saying, I remember his situation. Now I also, because of my wife, know many horrible stories and people who are absolute heroes. And for these horrible people to be then saying it's not a thing or mm. not understand the sacrifices that people have put through. I don't know if you ever saw the video of the old woman leaving her husband at the side of the road and the people in the, in the hazmat suits lifting the guy into the truck. And I'm going to call it how it is. These absolute scumbags Saying that this was made up and it didn't even exist because it's something that's trying to take your attention away from the midterm elections or, mm. or whatever in America. Like, you are so wrapped up in your own paranoia. I, like, see these people, that are the freedom convoy. Mm. How embarrassed must they feel when they're saying they're on a freedom convoy for, for freedom? Meanwhile, you got people in the. Humanitarian corridors being fed into Belarus and Russia rather than going into Poland and stuff. Like that there's some real people. There's a real humanitarian crisis. Yet you're a privileged shit sitting in a truck driving through America without a worry in the world because you're on a freedom convoy. Yeah, it's mental. You know, without even though it sounds like I'm on my soapbox. Let me let me say this, this and make, make it kind of been very clear as well. <laughs> These people are not freedom fighters. These people are not on a quest. These people are not ordained by God. These people are paranoid nutcases with nothing better to do with their time than kid on there, some quasi Che Guevara that's here to save the world. And unfortunately, most of them carry religion with it to say that they're like Jesus on a crusade or some utter nonsense. If you were truly a religious person, Truly by the, and as I said, I'm not a fan of any religion, but if you truly wanted to live by the morals that you're pretending to live by, then actually start caring about other people instead of being this person that is inward-looking and selfish and all the rest of it that comes with it that, that can only look at the nose in front of their face, Exactly, can't because they've got to put a mask on. So yeah, lucky to them. No, yeah.
0: Completely agree, I know. But the thing is, they won't be embarrassed about it, but they should be. It is embarrassing to these people, like, freedom convoy. And you're like, no, there's, as I said, a friend right now who's literally fled a country for freedom. So Um, my final question on this, right, because I don't have an answer for it, and I think it's just fucking depressing. What's the solution for this? Because I think we've lost, like, half the planet, and I don't see there being, in my lifetime, any way back. I think it's only going to get worse. Are we are we going you know, into the dark ages? Have we come out of the age of enlightenment and we're going into the dark
1: ages? Like, I, I'm not sure whether this is a case of devolution or not, but something that I noticed yesterday was it's funny how a lot of Brexit posts have disappeared. It's funny how a lot of Anti-vax posts have disappeared. It's funny how a lot of anti-Scottish independence posts have disappeared. It's funny how a lot of general conspiracy posts have disappeared. Biggest conspiracy. They all started to disappear when Russia got switched off from the internet because of the city, because of the war in the Ukraine. So if you want a conspiracy to look at, <laughs> there's one. A lot of a lot of old files have disappeared. So therefore, a lot of the paranoia has disappeared. And of course, it makes perfect sense. And again, I'm not a, a political analyst, but I know you've seen, there's a lot less conspiracy chat right now. And that's because Russia has been switched off of Twitter and Facebook and all the rest of it. So I'm like, there could be a thing. There could, that, that could be something that, and I'm I'm not blaming Russian people or anything like that. What, what I am saying is that, People need to learn to be able to check their sources better. I don't, know if, I don't know if there should be a course in school or a subject in school, you know, like we had to be able to critique sources better to then help people. Of course, in a utopian world, I could say, if everyone had a higher standard of living, then a mm. truly I am monsters and looking for monsters under the bed if we all live in a better society. That's an easy answer, and it's a, it's a far harder thing to, to do. But, you know, I have hope that, that that might be, I certainly think that that could be a way, and I hope that that will be a way. And I, But as I said, the irony, of course, is that the people that are struggling the worst in the world are the ones that don't have time for conspiracy. So I can only maybe suggest that, It's schools, if they have a better education, people to critique their sources better. Like we said, learn to actually do their research. I kind of hope also that we're coming to an end of people being as gullible to believe anything. I certainly hope so, because if you look at, as I said, the creaky, creaky blinders and Fight, the uh, fight the flat Earth and groups like that on face on uh, sorry on YouTube channels like that on YouTube. More power to people like that who are exposing just how absolutely ridiculous all of these kind of conspiracy theories are. And I kind of and I hope that that's the way that the world will go. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But get speak to people, go out and speak to people. Actually, like. Question yourself before you start questioning others. And, and if you can travel, you know you've you. I'm similar to you. I remember when the internet started. You're you're a little bit younger than me, and I don't mean that in a condescending way. I just mean that in a in a time frame that I remember when the internet came along, and I thought we're going to have all this information at our fingertips. We're going to be flying into like Alpha Centauri before we know it. We're going to be the smartest, like, we're going to be incredible. Unfortunately, I do feel in many ways we've gone backwards because everyone's allowed to now live in their own echo chamber. Mm. The nutcase down the street that used to just be the nutcase down the street, yeah, yeah, the yeah. village idiots have managed to create a website where every village idiot can be on villageidiot.com. Yeah, There's yeah, a business, uh, trademark that. There you um, go. <laughs> but now all these people are allowed to, to come together. and. Hopefully there can be a there could be a backlash and I think that there is through some of these YouTube channels. But other other than that, try to not let it get to you. Try yeah. I don't know, you're depressing me now. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. We've not finished on a high note, but I don't think there was ever gonna be. Well, just to tell you, I looked up villageidiot.com and that website is still available. So if you want to start that then uh, I would grab onto that and buy that. Buy that, that. I swear to God that yeah, I thought that would be that. a website, villageidiot.com. <laughs> well, let's end it because obviously we could just rant at each other all night. And we're, uh, we've definitely not got anyone listening who is a conspiracy theorist because you know they've quit a long time ago to go and look up memes and, and share memes with each other. And anyone who is listening, send us a message. Let us know what you think. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Or are we just two white men shouting at each other? It's been impressive that we've not devolved into peak Scottishness, so people have I think can still understand us. And we've talked we've spoken for over two hours, nearly two and a half hours, which is definitely what you would expect from two Scottish people in a conversation. And also peak Scottishness was me asking you a question, then telling a whole story before actually getting your answer, which is just what I think every Scottish person does. Well, we'll end it there. Awesome. Richard, let's catch up for a beer soon. Thank you so, so much. We'll talk soon. No problem. Yeah, yeah. sort of but I enjoyed it. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode of a Vietnam podcast by 7 Million Bytes. We hope you enjoy hearing our guest stories. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to the show and turn on notifications so you never miss a new episode. Thank you so much to Lewis Wright, who made the 7 Million Bikes music and continues to support us in every way. Also, to our audio engineer, Luke Digweed, for making sure each episode sounds amazing for you. Also, a big thanks to the 7 Million Bikes community. Thank you so much, it's amazing to get to know you guys, it's amazing to see how much we're growing and I look forward to seeing you at our next event. You can join the community today. The link is in the description of the show. You'll get free tickets to 7 Million Bikes events, episodes before anyone else, and extra special bonus content only for you, and invites to special member-only events. You will also obviously be providing massive support so that we can keep sharing people's stories with you on a Vietnam podcast. Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And remember, we have seven seasons of stories to share with you. So check them out if you haven't already. And we hope you can listen to future episodes too, so you can laugh, connect, and discover. Cheers.